Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So I opened the last episode with a quote from my mom who said, you can't win them all. And I'm going to open this episode with another quote from my mom. And that is, all good things must come to an end. Welcome back to the future, the future of Flushing Podcast. I'm Jonathan Barron here on Tuesday, September 26th. It is a little past 10 p.m. And it's a, it's a tough night as the Binghamton Rumble Pony season came to an end in Erie, Pennsylvania, thus marking the end of all the Mets player development system baseball for the 2023 season. Of course, the Rumble Ponies were the last team standing, advancing all the way to the Eastern League Championship Series, where they fell in two games against the Erie Seawolves, a team that had it all going, especially in front of the home crowd, on Tuesday night en route to a 10-0 victory. It was a tough one from start to finish for the Rumble Ponies, who had Christian Scott on the mound. Scott, who, I mean, Scott had an incredible season. There's really not much more you can say about Christian Scott starting the year at St. Lucie, advancing to Brooklyn, really putting his name on the radar, becoming a guy that even the casual Met fan has now become familiar with in terms of pitchers that are coming in the future, future of Flushing Podcast, the place you can get all that information. But Scott was great at at Brooklyn, and he was even better at Binghamton. We've talked about the strikeout-to-walk ratio, the pinpoint control, the chase rate, the whiff rate, all the accolades that Christian Scott put up this season. But this is the thing about minor league baseball, especially playoffs in minor league baseball, when guys really get to middle of September and a guy like Scott, who was a reliever in college, who had never thrown even close to this many innings before in his career, he wasn't going to go six, seven innings on Tuesday night. He was on a pitch limit, just like in game one against Somerset, he completed three innings with Luis Moreno piggybacking. So a tough night for the Rumble Ponies as once again, their season comes to an end, but there is so much to be proud of. If you're a Met fan, a Rumble Pony fan, you've been following this team, you've been listening to Vito and myself, and you, you your interest was piqued in the Rumble Ponies, either by listening or checking the box scores and really just seeing the great turnaround that the Rumble Ponies had. And they were never a bad team this year, don't get me wrong. They were always competitive. They always hovered around 500. A lot of that had to do with the great pitching, uh, both in the starting rotation and the bullpen night in and night out. They did have some problem scoring runs a little earlier in the season, but that changed when the Mets made some moves. They brought in guys like Luis Hanel Acuna. They brought in a Drew Gilbert. They brought in a Jeremiah Jackson. Eventually, Kevin Parada was promoted. Excuse me, Kevin Parada was promoted to the Rumble Ponies. JT Schwartz, he had a great season for the Rumble Ponies. Rowdy Jordan had a big year for the Rumble Ponies. So tons of positives, tons of great true player development happening, but it all came to an end on Tuesday night. So don't want to lament too much about the loss, a loss that, hey, in a short series, anything can happen. You watch any three-game series in baseball, no matter the level, 
any team can win a three-game series. We see it all the time in the major leagues with inferior teams beating superior teams, best two out of three. And that's kind of the randomness that comes in the playoffs. It even comes with the best of five or a best of seven, a short series. You never know just what, just what might happen. In this series, the Rumble Pony scores six runs in game one, but couldn't make it stand up. They go on the road to Erie with their backs against the wall, a very thin margin, and unfortunately, they fall. A couple guys I want to highlight here. One of them, a guy we talk a lot about on this podcast, especially lately, and that's because how great he was down the stretch for the Rumble Ponies, and that is Ryland Thomas. Thomas extended that hitting streak to 16 games. He hit safely in each of his last 12 regular season games, and he had a hit in all four playoff games played by the Rumble Ponies this postseason. So Ryland Thomas, a left fielder, who's taken home some hardware as the best defensive outfielder in the Mets organization this year. He will receive that award later this week in a ceremony at City Field. If you haven't already bought your tickets, if you're in the tri-state area, definitely be there. It'll be a very exciting night as the Mets honor some of the top performers in the player development system on Thursday in a pregame ceremony. Ryland Thomas, he is the Gold Glove outfielder in the Mets player development system. Another guy that had a strong end to the season, that's Rowdy Jordan. Like Ryland Thomas, Jordan hit safely in each of his last 12 games to end the season. That's eight games in the regular season, the final eight games, I should say, in each of the four postseason games that he played. So Rowdy Jordan, a guy that can play the infield, a guy that can play the outfield, a guy that switch hits, a guy that's a very versatile player. Vito and I were lucky enough to talk with Rowdy Jordan before the season. Vito and I did a lot of interviews at spring training back in March, and it was really interesting, really neat, and really fulfilling to see a lot of these guys we talked to who told us our goals, who told us what they worked on in the offseason, go out, put all that hard work to work, and had great seasons. And we look forward to talking to these guys Again, in the spring, some of them during the winter, keep you up to date as to what they're working on currently and the outlook for 2024, which it's around the corner, folks. I know it doesn't feel like it. It's only September 26th. We're not even in October yet. We've got Halloween. We've got November. We've got the holidays. We've got New Year's. And then you've got the dreary month of January where there's really not a whole lot going on. I guess you got the NFL playoffs, but that's once a week. Uh, probably the worst time of the year. No offense to any of those January birthdays, but baseball will be back before you know it. All these guys that played minor league baseball in the player development system this year, they'll be working hard during the offseason after definitely some some well-earned time off. Some of these guys will be headed to the Arizona Fall League. Rowdy Jordan, one of those many players that'll be headed to the Arizona Fall League along with Kevin Parada to put their skills to the test among some of the best talent in minor league baseball. So Vito and I will be here to talk to you about that, let you know exactly what's going on during the Arizona Fall League, which really is, if you look back at some past AFLs and some of the top performers, those guys, the guys that really stand out at the Arizona Fall League, these are guys who one year, two year, three years down the road, they're doing it at the major league level. So if you really want a glimpse into the future, whether it's just Mets baseball or the sport at large, major league baseball at large, Definitely, definitely keep an eye on the Arizona Fall League. This is where the talent is. The Mets are sending nine talented young players to the Arizona Fall League, and we cannot wait to see how they fare amongst the peers and the best of their peers. So that's the story really here. The Rumble Ponies fall 10-0 in Game 2. Their season is over. Like I mentioned, Vito and I have a whole lot of content coming your way. Vito, I think, is on an airplane back to the States right now. I know he had a blast. I was able to talk to him 
a little bit yesterday. And when he lands, he'll be raring to go to talk a little Mets player development system. So Vito and I did take that trip to Port St. Lucie we told you about. Got a lot of great content with a lot of exciting prospects that we'll have to share with you guys in the coming weeks. And we'll also be filling you in, like I said, on what's going on in the Arizona Fall League and a whole lot more. So don't worry. Just because the season, the games for 2023 have ended doesn't mean the content's going away. It's going nowhere. Vito and I will give you all the food takes. Maybe Vito will talk a little bit about his experience watching the Jets at, uh, I think it was 7 p.m. local time. It doesn't matter what time it is at local time. It still was an unpleasant experience. I don't care what hemisphere you were in this past Sunday. But we will have a whole lot of content coming your way. I know I've said it probably now two or three times, but it's the truth. We're excited for an offseason. We'll recap a lot of the seasons had by both these teams and individuals as we look forward towards next season. Guys like Jet Williams, guys like Kevin Parada, guys like Drew Gilbert, guys like Luis Angel Acuna, guys like JT Schwartz, who will also be playing in the Arizona Fall League. Those are just the Binghamton Rumble Ponies that I mentioned. But don't forget guys like Ryan Clifford of the Brooklyn Cyclones. Don't forget guys like William Lugo of the Brooklyn Cyclones. Don't forget guys like Jeffrey Rosa, who played for DSL Orange this year, or Brandy DeOlio, who played for DSL Blue and had a great season. So many great names, so many young, exciting prospects in this Mets player development system. And now it's a full steam look ahead to 2024 as this Mets organization continues to brim with talent. Steve Cohen, the owner of this team, said it on day one. It's all about developing players and having that depth, having a wealth of talent throughout the organization. And this year, the Mets proved that they already have that with their ability to promote and still sustain at each of the different levels along the player development system all the way up to the major leagues. So there's a lot to look forward to, a lot to be excited about, even on this semi-bittersweet night to steal a, steal a word from Mets up, Mark and James. That's their favorite word. I'm going to use it, guys. I hope you don't mind me using it. But that's really the feeling tonight here as I sit and recap the Rumble Ponies game, the season that comes to an end. But what a season it was for the Binghamton Rumble Ponies. Vito and I joked about this a lot during the season, but not so much a joke. One day... We are going to look back at this Rumble Ponies team and all the talent that was assembled on this 2023 Rumble Ponies team, especially the group that came together in the second half, that earned a playoff spot, that swept the rival Somerset Patriots, a pitching rotation that consisted of guys like Christian Scott and Dom Hamill and Blade Tidwell and Luis Moreno and Tyler Stewart, and the lineup that from top to bottom was tough for any pitcher to navigate. This was a very, very talented team, and one day we're going to look back and say, huh, no wonder these Mets are playing so well. And I'm talking next year, I'm talking 2025, when all this talent finally reaches the major league level, we are going to look back and say, wow, that team had a lot of talent at one time, and it was all there right in front of our faces. So don't be surprised, be ready. So that's what we've got for you here on the Future of Flushing. For Vito, I want to thank everyone for listening all season. This was a really fun project that Vito and I really kind of gave birth to the idea back in December of 2022. We knew that there was a a, a vacancy in the in the Mets podcast sphere when it came to a daily minor league podcast, which, yeah, 
It sounds like a lot of work. And sure, there were some nights where, you know, schedules didn't align and some games had rain delays and we wanted to just do it and put the put the podcast to bed for the night. And the weather didn't always cooperate. Games would go extra innings. Sometimes things just go like that. But Vito and I had a blast doing it. And the biggest thing is we hope that you guys learned a lot by listening to us each and every morning, dealing with some of our sidebars. It's kind of just who Vito and I are, but our out, our outlook, our goal when we started this was to make you guys the great listeners, the greatest fans in the world, the Mets fans, the smartest fan in your section. We hope that we helped you do that. We hope that you were able to come away every morning, you listen and say, huh, that's a name I haven't heard. That's a guy I want to pay attention to. I'm going to check the box scores now. I'm going to keep an eye on this guy. And um, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, you know, hopefully we accomplish that goal. We've got a whole lot more coming for you. We can't wait for next year already. Bigger and better things for the future of Flushing Podcast. So until next time, like I said, won't be long till you hear from us again. We'll have some interviews dropping and Vito and I, I'm sure we'll probably get together and do an episode pretty soon, either, you know, this week, although Vito's going to have to get back on East Coast time or at the latest Next week to kind of recap, start those recaps, those individual player recaps, those team recaps, as we look ahead to what is surely going to be an exciting 2024 season. So until then, we'll see you in the future. Let's go Mets. Enjoy the music. Take care, folks. Good night.